Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. According to a report on the journal.ie, the Irish Coast Guard staff have been told they are no longer permitted to use blue lights and sirens on vehicles when responding to a call. Councillor John O'Sullivan joins me with his uh, concerns around this uh, story and this directive. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Patricia. It seems when I when I read the article, and thank you, you were the first to alert us to this on the journal.ie, you kind of read it and thought this is a little bit unbelievable. Is this, is this for real? The Irish Coast Postcard vehicles are fitted with blue lights. They're fitted with sirens. Why? What? Have you any understanding as to why members have been told not to use them? No, and I must say, when I read this, it was disbelief. <laughs> I read it, was, and I haven't been able to, to talk to any of the Coast Guard staff since. But it, it's it defies belief, in, in, in my opinion, that that uh, you have an emergency situation. You have volunteers that are volunteering their own time, taking away from their own businesses, their own jobs, to respond to that, and that that this has been taken away from them. And I, I think I think it's bureaucracy and daft here, because it's quite clear that that these these responders don't have to be travelling at nineteen hundred miles an hour. The the basis of this was to sound the alarm and to put on the blue light so that areas could be cleared to get to get access to where where the emergency is taking place. Particularly around the coast here, down here in Barra or down here in Cotton and anywhere around the coast, the entrances to, to beaches are quite narrow mm. and it would take some time to get them cleared. And the, the siren and the light, people hearing that would automatically say something wrong, we need, we need to make way for this. And it could make all, the difference between a person in difficulty in the water or a cliff top or whatever, it could make the difference they get into them in time or not. And I, I just think. In my opinion, the interpretation from what I see from the journal article, it, 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 was, it was in it that, that, that they weren't allowed to, to speed, but they were allowed to plan the CERN and the, the blue light in order to clear the way. And the, the reason being given according to this article is that they're not trained for, for high speeds. High speeds wouldn't be the issue on, on most of the car for, for the volunteers. We're back again to health and safety and health and training. I, I, I t- you see, I, I'm getting very exasperated that people that are not close to where the, the service is being delivered are making decisions behind big desks, looking at insurance costs and everything else, and not realising what the requirement is on the ground. And it, I, 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 it's, it's exasperating across across the board, and, but this, this is just one more example of it. 
where we have people out there prepared to give their time, prepared to train, to, to respond to incidents, accidents and emergencies. And now it's like tying their two hands behind their back, in my, in my view. And the, the, the other issue is that if, if it's going to be rolled out to volunteers, here in West Cork, we have the, the, the West Cork uh, Rapid Response. Yeah. That's a voluntary effort. Are they going to be? Are they going to be implicated in this? If this is distilled down all the way, I, I think the article says here that that this was a voluntary code that was entered into, and and the road safety authority approved it. And here, are we now going to say that because people entered into a voluntary code to try to improve themselves and have better standards, that the the response to that now from higher up. Is that they remove the, the capacity to, to deliver? I, I, I'm just, yeah. I, I'm gobsmacked. I, I'm, I'm angry. I'm cross. And in one sense, maybe I'm, I'm not overly surprised, but I, I think common sense has gone out the window here completely. And like I, I've spoken to some of these volunteers who have great elation when, when they have a successful outcome, mm. but when, when the, the, there is the outcome of, of an emergency is not successful it it has an effect on those volunteers but just can you imagine that in response to this a volunteer feels that there was not a good outcome because they were they delayed in time yeah and i, I know I, I, that I think because, turn people off because the volunteers themselves will say you know one of the toughest things for them is when they get the call getting to the That's unit right. so that they can get in, get into the vehicle and then get to the scene and and, and right. obviously when they're getting to uh, to get into the irish coast guard uh, vehicle they yes. don't have flashing blue lights and all of that but at least they know that when they get into their uh, emergency response That's vehicle right. if they need to put on the blue lights That's if right. they need to put on the sirens uh, they can and they've never been permitted to high speeds they've never that's been right. permitted to break red lights which they've yeah. never done it that's just right. is it's the the lights and the sirens are used to alert the other roads, road users and to clear the way for them that's right and to, and to make way other people at a beach or whatever location of an incident that the way would be clear that they get automatic or quick quicker access because as you know in emergencies minutes can, yeah. can be can be vital yeah the difference and, between life and death yeah but I mean like the, the, I, I can't interpret the, the thought process that would that would do this to volunteers who are out there giving their time wanting to make a contribution wanting to give back up to people in, in the case of an emergency and that, that they're being thwarted in, in, in doing that I just can't understand that mindset and then I read somewhere in, in, the, in this article that, OK, well, they're not allowed to use it when they're going to the call. But once they get to the call, when they're parked up, then no problem. Turn on your blue lights and your sirens. But you know I mean, the, the difference in that is if, if with, say, a mile or a mile and a half of where the incident is, if the siren goes on, the road is cleared. If you can't do it until you come to a stop... I mean, you're going, to, you're going to lose another five or ten minutes. Yeah. You know, there is an outcome. It may be OK, but it, it could be the cause of somebody losing their life. And I, in all the years that I've been doing uh, this radio programme, we hear a lot of complaints from motorists and cyclists and pedestrians. I have never once had a complaint from somebody who said, oh, I was out driving on Sunday and I had to pull in to make way for the emergency services because the blue light was flashing. I've never heard anybody complain. You do it instantly. You do, but we we never know what hour of the day or night or month that we might need it ourselves. And wouldn't we want other people to do it for, for ourselves? 
I mean, it, it, it defies belief. I mean, you're, you're actually right. You'd think it was Fool's Day. You'd think it was Waterford Whispers. Yeah. When I looked at a, re- a reputable journal putting up a report like this, that, that's the, I, I, just, I just can't understand the logic of it. whoever even would, would, would send out the directive, to be honest with you. Because, like, I, I, I've, see, I've seen these people operate. They don't put their own selves in danger. They're out there to save lives, not to, not to cause destruction. They're out there volunteering to help people and they're being restricted. I I just I'm gobsmacked to be honest that, that, that's where I am. With yeah and of course let's bear in mind it is the Irish Coast Guard Service they're responsible for maritime emergencies you are probably right that this decision was made by a pen pusher in an office in Dublin who's never been anywhere near Well you see that I, like, I, the way I see decisions being made at this stage there's a, a number of people from uh, at, at high levels come around the table to discuss this and somebody put a problem on the table and if there's nobody there to highlight what the actual effects are on the ground. The practicalities. The practicalities of it. A decision gets made and, and to, to the people on, on, the, on the front line have to, take, have to take the brunt of it then. They, they can't get to a scene. They, they, have to take, they, they have to take the effects of whatever that directive is and you know, most and they try to send the thing up through the system, but it, it gets diluted as, as it goes up through the system. Okay, and it's worth point, pointing out that for last year in 2018, the Irish Coast Guard volunteer units they conducted 1,100 missions and they saved more than 400 lives. Well, they, uh, they, 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 they saved lives. Absolutely unbelievable group right around our coast in every community, and they're there for, for whatever emergency is called. Maritime or even Clifftop or whatever, uh, you know, where self-harm, they, they liaise with Gardaí, the Gardaí are, are calling them regularly and to impose this kind of, of a restriction on them. I, I find it unbelievable anyway. Anna makes the point, ice cream vans can blare out loud music to alert children that they're selling products that are, that are not very good for the kids, yet they're stopping the Coast Guard. And Eddie said the rubbish trucks, tipper trucks and some vans um, that have flashing blue beacons on. Uh, you, when even when they're not collecting rubbish, they leave their flashing blue lights on even in the daytime. If you come up the Mallow Road any morning, you can be blinded behind some of these uh, trucks. Are they going to enforce it for those? But- under, under health and safety, or under, under road, the road traffic requirements, a big truck now, if it's reversing, must have a siren on, and it's on the road. Is that, oh, I, I didn't realise that. They must have a backing siren to, to alert people that they're reversing. It's just, it's you crazy. Know, I mean, it, 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 this is disjointed thinking completely, in my view. OK, I'm just hoping that if this gets enough media publicity, somebody, well, they, they, they'll come back and say, oh, that's a misunderstood and it's yes. been, uh, and then they'll, because they'll realise, oh, oops, we got this wrong and somebody yeah. somewhere will say, oh, you're misinterpreting the directive. We didn't mean that. That's well, what if, I'm hoping would happen. Well, if we can contribute anything to doing that this morning, I think we'll have a great okay. 10 minutes work done. All right, listen, All right. have a good day, John. Thank thanks you for that and thanks, thanks uh, for joining us. That is uh, West Cork-based uh, councillor John uh, O'Sullivan on what is an incredible story to, for the Irish Coast Guard, their staff and the volunteers to be told they can no longer use their blue lights and sirens. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.